0: internet, Yoda's a puppet with someone's hand up his ass. My name is Matthew Kroll.
1: And careful's when you get hurt. I'm Dave Wiskus.
0: And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the film that I cannot say its name correctly, F9, the Fast Saga, and and everybody listening, uh, you the the buttery voice you've just heard is not our favorite New Zealander. He could not be here today. He will be back next week, I promise. But joining me, I knew I had to bring out the big guns or or the big cars. I don't know how we're going to even go here, but it's my pleasure to introduce not only the CEO and founder of Standard and the streaming service Nebula, but also a man that owns every pair of sunglasses worn by Robert Downey Jr. in the Marvel. Dave Whiskus, Dave, what is up, man? Hello, well not every
1: pair, I'm missing one. I'm missing a pair of Dolce & Gabbana 6002s from a deleted scene in Iron Man 1.
0: See, if, but if you didn't call it out, no one would know. Yeah, but I feel like I don't want to lie. I don't <laughs> want to lie to fair, people. I'm fair. just getting
1: to know them. I don't <laughs> want to start the relationship like that.
0: Yeah, no, that is that is an honorable, that is an honorable, more honorable than this podcast has ever been. <laughs> it's uh, all about integrity. Yeah, that's and, right.
1: And uh, family.
0: And family, yes. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me on this fast journey. What a journey it's been. Seriously. Seriously. But this was a journey that we could only take at the movies. I know a lot of people are choosing not to go back to the movies yet, but I'm assuming that because you've seen this film and it's only available at, as Vin Diesel would say, the movies. Oh, the movies. <laughs> Where You went to see it opening weekend?
1: Yeah, yeah, I didn't do a BitTorrent thing at all. No, I went, uh, I went on Sunday. <laughs> it's my first time in a movie theater in over a year, probably a year and a half, maybe even two years. I'm gonna yeah. tell you something right now that uh, people are gonna gasp.
0: Mm-hmm. I really hate the movie theater. Yeah, 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 we've talked about it a little bit. How I hate it? It's it's it. Th- my this is my second time back. I saw a Quiet Place Part Two, and uh, it has exacerbated the bad behaviors that people have in their living rooms bringing yep. them to public
1: yep yep the uh at least in new york i don't know i can't speak about the rest of the world sure but in in new york you go to the movies and uh you get at least one asshole who wants to talk to the movie and you get another asshole who won't put his fucking phone down mm-hmm. and so you get a bright distracting light out of the corner of your eye and you get people chatting and uh for me i've got uh uh hearing complications, not like no deafness, but I've got something called uh, hyperacusis, which means that certain frequencies of sound or certain loudnesses can cause pain. So I have to wear earplugs at the movies, which thanks Chris Nolan. Oh man. Yeah.
0: Oh, I got a story about
1: that for you after this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I go to the, and when you put earplugs in, Uh, It it makes the movie tolerable. It's like it's totally fine. I I, I can get through it. But now when people will just talk around me, the bassy parts of them talking come through a little bit more clearly. Mm. So it amplifies the people talking and brings down the sound of the movie, which is, man, uh, theoretically the exact opposite of what you want. Yeah. but for comfort like this is what you need and so of course after all this time I go back to the theater and what happens I get some some guy and his girlfriend talking through the whole movie several seats over and she's on her phone scrolling through Instagram the whole goddamn oh. time and I don't want to you know yell at somebody in the theater or whatever, but I, I was trying to think that before I went is it going to be better or worse now? Are people are people going to be more likely to be on their best behavior because they're more excited to, to be in a theater paying attention to the movie? Or will this last year and some change have only reinforced the negative behaviors because nobody has been around to tell them to shut the fuck up mm-hmm. or put their fucking phone away <laughs> for so long that they just feel as if the, the the theater is the same as their living room and they can do whatever they want to. And that is where we landed. We yeah. landed at people just doing and saying whatever they wanted to, and everyone is too afraid of getting shot, they won't say anything. Myself included. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna risk my life to tell somebody to shut the hell up.
0: Yeah, there's there's a there's that delicate balance of trying to figure out if anyone will even be receptive to mentioning anything. Like I, I tend to whenever I have to when it gets that bad and I have to ask someone to be quiet. I will, like, get up from my seat and walk, like, in front of them and crouch down and then just be like, hey, I'm so sorry, but can you please, like, and do it real slow. <laughs> like, so I'm hyper polite, but I'm also doubly weird, like, weirder than I hope they are. And that's worked yeah. that's worked more than it hasn't. But there's been times where I've been out weirded and then you get worried and then there's other, especially if they're behind you. That's that's oh, when yeah. it's, That's when the power dynamic shifts.
1: I, I had a, a, a I forget what movie it was a couple of years ago. Uh, I was sort of movie with my wife and I, I look over I say a couple of years ago like you know when else would I have been uh, back when movies were happening at theaters. I, I go to a theater uh, with my wife and uh, it, it's she's on my left and there's a few empty seats and then there's another couple and, she, and the in the couple the the lady takes out young woman in the early twenties probably mm-hmm. takes her phone and just starts scrolling through Instagram with the brightness all the way up, and so I I like. Lean in front, some kind of across my, my wife, and I just say to the lady, like, can you put your phone away, please? Sure. And she, um, without hesitation, goes off on a rant about how she can do what she wants to. It's a free country, and she's not bothering anybody. <laughs> and ignoring for a moment the, uh, the, the fact that when somebody says, please stop, and you respond with, I'm not bothering anybody. Right. Like, she had a speech prepared. She was my ready. Wife, yeah, my wife pointed out later that like she's she's been down this path a few times. She's mm-hmm. she was ready to go, and so I let her go through all of that. And I just, without blinking, I just stare her dead in the eye, and I go, I ask nicely. Yeah. And uh, something in the to- like, I was kind of trying to affect a, I might be a crazy person right now. There
0: you go. Okay.
1: I'm I'm so calm that you should be worried. <laughs> and and she just kind of like. Looks down and puts her phone away, like she was a little bit afraid of me. And I, I know there are issues with the power dynamic in that situation. I've kind of reset. Yeah, yeah. Like we'll set all that aside for just a second. Um, I was very happy that uh, her response was to put her fucking phone away.
0: Yeah, there's, there's, there's. I, I have gotten more wins in those scenarios than losses, and I think oh, most I've been people yelled at so many times. But at the same time, then what you don't want it to turn into is a thing that destroys it for more people. So you have to sort of really figure out how far you're willing to take it if it turns sideways (laughs) um but actually so it's funny we're talking about going back to the movies uh and i know you can see me uh on camera dave i have with me um a corona light okay (laughs) uh now the the the, the, you know the official beverage of the fast franchise this is this is not any corona light this is a Corona light I found in the back of my fridge that I know for a fact has been pre-pandemic. And I figured... A
1: pre-Corona Corona.
0: A pre-Corona Corona. And uh, I figured what better way than chatting with you about Fast 9 and and family and uh, a, a beer that is prevalent in the film. For me to just, you know, how could I not crack this thing and see if if Dom's beer of choice can withstand a year and some change of not going to the movies?
1: Well, beer, it ages like wine, right? Mm. That's how beer works?
0: It's not as... No, there it is. No. The, fir- the first sip Yikes. didn't taste bad. <laughs> and then, like, the rest of your mouth fills in. Oh. Mm. Okay. So,
1: so the same as a regular
0: Corona. <laughs> oh. Whomp, whomp. Um, mm, I will not be finishing that. I was hoping it'd be good and I could really rally about family, but I'm going to stick with mm-hmm. my water. Yeah. Um, so...
1: Such a shitty beer. For, I mean, I don't. I'm not going to pick on Corona. Corona's fine. Corona's fine. Uh, a, but hot it's, day, such a, it's like yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. Such a <laughs> such a strange choice. Yeah. That's all I'm saying.
0: Just Why a not? Strange choice. Um, so before we get into all things fast and a few things furious, I want to kind of pick your your brain about your sort of cinematic landscape. What type of films do you gravitate toward? I will never ask what is your favorite. I think that question's kind of BS. Uh, what what are these styles of movies you like? And if you can name a few that you're like you would always go back to and then one that you hate. That'd be
1: ooh, fun. Yeah. Ooh, a movie I
0: hate. Yeah. oh man. Uh it's it's tough.
1: Like the, the the stuff I tend to watch if I'm just sitting down looking for a thing to watch, I'll re watch a Marvel movie any any time. Sure. Uh So superhero stuff just, you know, hits me right in my childhood. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I love a drama. I love a rom-com. I I guess I don't really love period pieces. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if a thing is well made and uh, people are talking about it, then chances are I'll I'll probably dig it. Uh, So I'm not, I don't know, I'm not snobby about it. I don't love horror movies. I have a hard time with horror movies because they tend to mostly be jump cuts and anxiety. And as a person with anxiety disorder, I'm not really going and looking for ways to heighten that experience. Right. So not really that. I like a comedy. I like a rom-com. I like, a, you know, pretty much anything.
0: Is there, is there a film uh, recently or in the last year, even while we were all at home, that you watched, you expecting to like, and you just were like, no. Uh,
1: does Bo Burnham's Inside count?
0: Oh, no. It, I mean, it can. We did actually do that on this podcast, and we did determine it was a film. And, okay. and so, yes. Uh, what, wow. So what, what bit you the wrong way about, about that stuff? Uh,
1: the content of it. I thought, I thought, no, that, that sounds like a joke. I, what, I I, what I mean, what I mean is, uh, I think the cinematography is incredible. Mm-hmm. The structure of it, uh, truly unprecedented to do something like that. It, it broke a lot of ground and I think that we're going to see a lot of copycats. Yes. It took the notion of making a thing in your home and completely turned it on its head. And uh, the entirety of the framework of Inside was just beautiful at every turn. Mm. Absolutely loved it. Uh, The content of it, I thought, was weak. I, I had a really hard time identifying with a narrative about how hard it was for this successful straight white man to spend a year in the guest house behind his actual house. Sure. While uh, putting together a dream project as part of a Netflix deal, not super relatable.
0: No, no. However, so it's interesting. I and I've I've heard that uh, I've heard that complaint as well. Actually, we've had uh, a few listeners write in with uh, very similar complaints to that. Uh, uh, I think Shahir kind of landed uh, a bit more on the side that you were talking about. I landed on. I I kind of fell in love with it, knowing all of those things you're saying are true. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'll never, you know, by all means we can all, we can all think whatever we want about that stuff. I don't know. There's something about, even though knowing everything you said and not having like, I kind of agree like, yeah, that's not as tough, especially as many people had it. Right. Uh, there was just something that like, I think kind of spoke to my own personal mental issues that sort of like hit me in the right feels where i was like ah i'm looking at i i could sort of like look at it i could get over those things and sort of look at it from that sort of gut emotional perspective at least being selfish and thinking about it from like <laughs> but about me and that kind of is what it is anyway so it all kind of worked out for me
1: yeah you know what i think you just maybe unlocked it for me and this is this isn't inc- it's an incredibly problematic comparison and uh, I I hope that the spirit of what I'm saying comes okay. through here. But I I imagine for, for for as somebody who has mental health problems, uh, and and who you know we all had our struggles during during yeah. uh, COVID, especially through quarantine. I I I don't mean to like I don't know uh, uh, elevate or whatever m- my own experience with that. Yeah. But watching watching somebody. As somebody who who struggles with mental health issues, watching somebody perform it in that way, in in a way that did not feel or or look sincere, oh, I I imagine this is how um like God, I'm trying to find a, a version of this comparison that isn't you know inherently fraught, <laughs> but like uh uh like like a trans person watching Eddie Redbane okay perform their experience it's like yeah thanks for the representation but it's not like, Right. You, you're 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 a successful white dude who is perfectly apparently comfortable dancing around in his underwear you and i don't have the same insecurity problems so you pretending to have my anxieties and insecurities is only making me feel a little bit mocked
0: so i i can see that i think i sort of read it as a um it's interesting like one of the one of the things that uh was was uh put against it was like oh like when he you know freaks out or, or storms over and turns off a camera or stuff like that that sort of feeling not um correct or in the moment right um whereas i just took it all as sort of representative like i i never i never i can't relate to his level of success but i can relate to trying to Get out a feeling that I'm having about something that's weirdly specific in my life. Again, I don't think one way or the other, and we shouldn't stay on this too long uh, right, because again, it has no cars in it. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I, I've I've heard I've heard multiple different sort of takes, and I I it is a it is a divisive film, uh, True. and I and I I. I enjoy I enjoy the takes of people that did not connect with it because it makes me want to think about it more.
1: I really um, enjoyed watching it. I can't I can't stress this enough. I truly enjoyed watching it as a thing. I thought it, I think it's important. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think that it deserves the attention it's getting. Uh, I, I just the. the I don't know. You you can love... Can, can you love a narrative framework? Can you love the cover without loving the book? Is that a...
0: I mean, I guess you can because it's a technically... analogy, but... Well, no, but technically they're different mediums being put together into one thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, why not? Let's go and with I, that. Yeah, I, I love the whole
1: more than any of the parts. The yeah. parts are all... Fine, yeah, or or okay, or kind of crappy. Nothing yeah. terrible in there, but but it all uh, accumulates to something I think much more important than any of the the jokes that didn't land or the uh, uh, semi problematic or or um, borderline offensive stuff. Sure, yeah, and and it, it, like if if I if if I were sitting down uh, with Bo Burnham having a conversation about it, I'm not gonna like yell at him and tell him he screwed up and it's a bad... It's, it's good. It's good. But I just don't think it's as great as the like 99% or whatever it has on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Yeah. I mean... It's, it has its issues. Yeah. No. And I think one thing I will 100% agree with you on is I am not looking forward to any and all copycats. I like that this was mm-hmm. a thing. I like that it happened. I don't want to see more people do it. Um, yep. Everyone's going to do it. I know. Remember I know. Blair Witch Project? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. This is this is the Blair Witch Project uh, Ferrari. I think it's funny. Like it's it's called a comedy special, but I would describe it more as a horror movie. It is.
0: It's there are many disturbing elements, uh, and that's we we kind of got into the whole like comedy special versus film and that whole semantic nonsense, which we do kind of enjoy getting into the weeds on here. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was definitely it it was an event. Um, but I
1: think the the part that really got me was when uh, Bo Burnham. Uh, jumped off a cliff in a car and then that's caught right. a, a cable and swung around. The car <laughs> tumbled a few times and then him and Michelle Rodriguez just walked away like they were fine. Uh
0: huh. Yep. No, I think that, that's the same movie, right? It's the exact same film. Uh, in fact, I will, uh, as we enter this conversation uh, into uh, Fast Nine, uh, I kind of want to just ask you what are your feelings in general? On the Fast franchise, how did you come to it? How did you l- learn to love or loathe it or anything in between?
1: Our mutual friend, Patrick H. Willems. Ah, yes. Of uh, Who you may know from the Patrick H. Willems show. Yes. Uh, he, he made a, a video about this ages ago. He did a Patrick Explains video. I didn't watch it until after I saw these movies, but uh, I've heard him uh, a few times in my presence go on a small rant about how much he loves these movies. And he and I have a lot of, uh, uh similar uh, cinematic tastes. Mm-hmm. And when he was going on about like, no, 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 I really love this thing. And ironically, I thought, well, that's interesting. And he talked about how the movies start in one place, but in, in very Short order, they kind of go down this weird path, and they become something else. And then at one point, it becomes a heist movie. And then another one is like just like now they're like basically Marvel movies. Yeah. And, and the timeline's all messed up. And I'm like, all right, well I got to check this out. And so uh maybe a month or two ago, wasn't was not that long. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I just sat down one evening and I was looking <laughs> for something to watch. Like uh, I I I go to bed pretty late, so like yeah. my wife had already gone to sleep, and I was just looking for something to watch. And I put on Fast and the Furious, and I figured. I'm just gonna like scroll the internet while this is on in the background, mm-hmm. and I watched it and I'm like that's more or less as dumb as I expected it would have been when that movie came out in two thousand and one or whatever yeah, it
0: was I think it was one
1: and I'm like, all right you know it was fine it was fine like i don't I don't care about cars at all, this yep. is not my culture, but you know that was that was a fun movie ish and then uh, I sat through two, which was weird and dumb yep. and then i get to three which is like what the fuck is going on right now yeah and then uh th- like it ends and the dom is back and like the whole thing just starts to go off the rails we get to the part where it's like them dragging a safe around oh yeah, five. yeah and i'm just like well, i don't know what the fuck's going on here but i am in i am in i'm i'm on this ride now
0: yeah so i actually came to it starting at five um, oh. oh, I uh, should also
1: mention I watched all of them in about a, a span of a week,
0: which is going to be incredibly helpful for this because I've watched probably only eight recently. Um, so that will be that will be good uh, good data to mine. the so so fast five was the first one that I saw. And because I just I, I was never into car culture, it never hit me. I, I knew these things were a phenomenon, but I did not even remotely have any interest in them. Mm-hmm. And then normally, what happens in these situations is you put the Rock in something, and then I'm like, "Oh, okay."
1: Um, and so that's why <laughs> I, think I you went I mean there. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I
0: do mean Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You got you got to go by his full name. But I will it's, say back then I don't think he had that 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 was the rule. I think he was still the Rock back. Then. What year did? They oh no, no, I don't know what his rule is, but I feel. Oh, your specific that, rule.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we have to go by Game of Thrones rules, like Daenerys Stormborn, Queen of, the, you know, all that right. shit. I think he has to be uh, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, first of his name, and you know.
0: Slayer of the Candy Asses, <laughs> um, uh, Tur- Turner of those Sun Bitches Sideways. Yeah, we can. Yeah, he can have all these uh, the, these titles. Um, master of Jabronis. Yes, Master of Jabronis. Uh, smeller of what is cooking. The, <laughs> the, um, so then I just watched them uh, chronologically from there, and I, they were kind of like a, a, a uh, I don't know, a curiosity of an action movie that I enjoyed when they came out. And then when, um, when Fast 7 hit, or when it was coming out, and I tur- found out that, like, oh, wait, but 3 happens between 6 and 7. Right. And I was like, wait, What? Yeah, a, the,
1: the fast saga is its own weird machete order. Yes. Thing.
0: So I went back and I did that and I watched them and I was like, I, so I almost no I didn't I was I was like did I watch them in chronological order? I absolutely did not. But um that's when I sort of did the turnaround for it. Um and I and by the time seven and eight hit or fate of the furious I was so in. And I was like, these are not my style of movie. Like, even though I, I like big dumb action movies, they're super fun. But m- most times, when they're not uh, in uh, by directors that I really know or like, or they aren't a Marvel film or something like that, they don't normally land. In fact, this is some side shade. But last night, uh, my girlfriend and I watched uh, The Tomorrow War on oh, on not, Amazon. Not good. Dude, uh, that I almost is, watched it. That is a film that you know. There is a good script somewhere. You don't know if it existed or if it if it never did. But like it just decides to stop caring about its own rules and story about halfway through. And it's far too long to do that. Anyway,
1: I think it's part of this. The the Chris Pratt phenomenon. So this, He is capable of being good in Parks and Rec, and he's capable of being good in a Guardians of the Galaxy or other Marvel movie. Literally anything else, that man is trash.
0: I will say this, though. So they Now we're talking about this, but we'll go on a tangent, because why the hell not? He actually, in this movie, plays like a bit more of an actual, sensitive, real person, human being. Uh, and, and it, of course, ex-military, of course, but that's, uh, that's a lot of range because he isn't one in real life. I know. I know. So, so the, the way that this, the way that his character played out was not the problem. It was literally, and not that his performance was phenomenal by any means, but like everyone came trying what they did. JK Simmons is in it. He's delightful Mm. to listen to. Um, And 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 it just fell completely flat due to actually something we'll get to. I think that actually affects Fast 9 as well. Um, Anyway, I like big, dumb action movies, but I was like, why am I really connecting with the Fast franchise now? And I nailed it. I think, Dave, I like soap operas. Oh. I like soap operas ever since I was a little kid I would come home from like uh, whatever middle grade school whatever the little what, little one like second third grade or whatever yeah, and my mom school. would be watching general Hospital and like I'd sit down and watch general Hospital like <laughs> a- and so I'm intimately familiar with at least Port Charles in the in the late 90s or early uh, no early 90s late 80s. And, and, and I've ever since then, whenever I have like a sort of uh, a background thing, every once in a while I'll pop in and see how a frickin' soap opera is doing, because they're just ridiculous, they're made so quick, they, they, they care more about the longevity of the property itself than any one particular moment, there's just something interesting about the, the act of creating soap operas, and I don't think that any film franchise outside of fa- the Fast franchise has captured that specifically. Have um, they switched
1: away from 30 frames per second?
0: Have soap operas? Yeah. Uh, not to my knowledge, but again, I haven't kept up in years. This is sort of something that I like pinned down from my childhood. Yeah, I was just um, thinking,
1: because my mom watched um, As the World Turns yep, and Guiding Light. Yep, those Guiding are the Light. too. that, yeah, like I remember those way better than I should. Uh, but that look, the soap opera look of 30 frames per second, um, you can, like modern cameras, you could, it would probably be easier to shoot it in 30, it uh, 24 frames per second. Yeah. And it would, it would hold up just fine. So I wonder if the soap opera look is something that they've held on to. Huh. I don't know. I, I would I would want to go uh, – I no, I don't. I don't want to go watch a soap <laughs> opera. But I'd be interested to know. I'd be I'll interested let you to know if they switched.
0: I'll find I'll find one on YouTube at some point, and I'll figure <laughs> it out. Because
1: you could make a cinematic-looking soap opera now. You couldn't 30 years ago, but you could absolutely do it now and, and have the same turnaround. Probably and, easier.
0: You know, it, it's definitely not the same turnaround, but there's many shows that kind of do the, the soap opera-esque like I guess structure like mm. n- not episode to episode, but like what they care about as a series. I mean, vampire diaries, supernatural, uh, like sort of those things kind of try to get into those into those spaces. what was it uh, Riverdale? Although I haven't watched Riverdale, so I can't really make that claim uh, anyway, but they're not shot that way by any means. They're actually on a regular production schedule of a narrative television show. yeah so so I don't know, I found that kind of like and, and, and the other thing about soap operas is they often, jump the shark. I remember there was an episode of, there was an episode of general hospital where I shit you not. There was a literal vampire trapped under a crumbled building with another woman. And I was like, there's okay. vampires in this now. Like, and th- you know, then they get through it and they sort of never bring it up again. Like, <laughs> and so there's stuff in some of these movies, I think that kind of like can relate to that. And we'll get to specifically uh, fast Night in a second. After I read you, the the, the hyper-accurate uh, Internet Movie Database description of what this film is. Are you ready? This is for F9. This is for F9. Uh, the Sorry, Fast F9, Saga. the Fast Saga. Of course, gotta, of course. Cypher enlists the help of Jacob, Dom's younger brother, to take revenge on Dom and his team. I, that, I guess. I mean, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah, s- not of? wrong. Well, it, uh, I think it misses a lot. It misses a lot. There's also, I mean, sort of mini spoilers. That's not how it starts. Like Cipher at the beginning of this film is very much a prisoner um of this other group that Jacob works for.
1: <laughs> but also, kudos! Like I just mad props to Charlize Theron's agent for whatever payday she got for
0: the twenty minutes of, that
1: she had to spend on set. That yeah, it's just incredible,
0: incredible, easily for that
1: I- billing amazing
0: a day or two depending on because she's in two locations actually it could be one location just reset dress yeah um walk across the lot yeah <laughs> and that's i think what a lot of the folks are that are sort of in this can kind of well some of them can do at this point um first impressions man what did you think about this after after definitely just shotgunning the entire series in a short amount of time going to see this your first movie back in the, in a theater how how did this movie hit you
1: it, I imagine it like you discover steak and you have steak every <laughs> night for a week and you enjoy it every night for a week mm-hmm. and then you run out of steak sure and you go about living your life and then uh, maybe a month later uh, a new restaurant opens up that has steak and so you go there to have another steak and you walk out thinking yeah I just had some steak yeah that's 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 where I'm at with it. It that's was how you it felt? was yeah. It wasn't the best of the series. It wasn't the worst of the series. I I enjoyed it just fine. I I got my fill of steak. Mm-hmm. I feel satisfied. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. The, I don't think it did. It didn't do as much world building lore stuff as as I might have liked. But like you know, it's fine.
0: It did all the things that I want. It did many of the things that I want a fast movie to do. There are ridiculous car stunts. There are. Mm-hmm. Um, you I wanted know. them to be
1: ridiculouser, though.
0: So, so like, define what you mean by ridiculouser. Like, because I mean, going to space in a car is ridiculouser in my book than they, even their most was like, extreme thing of a submarine chasing them. But like, that was like the the
1: C plot. Like, it was barely even the B story. of What was going on there? Like, there was the the hero stuff as the A story. The the villain stuff as the B story. And then every so often we'd cut away to the two guys in space.
0: Right. Uh, And there was no
1: clear explanation of what they were doing up there. So I didn't know what to expect. Like, how are they getting home? Never discussed. So I'm like, are they going to die in space? Like, are they going to burn up on reentry? What's your exit strategy for this? And never covered. Right. So it didn't really feel like the story cared about that part of the story. Well, so it's hard to get invested.
0: I would argue that this is one of the first ones that I feel like, around all of the ridiculousness, the story didn't care about the story. Like, there's a weird, there's a weird thing, and I can't believe it. it like the fast movies ride this knife's edge of like super dumb, but like just believing in its own hype and like thinking it can and thinking it can that you can do like a tap dance on this blade without falling into either total farce or just dumb. And and this time there was just a general kind of, I don't know how else to put it, but like a state of indifference.
1: Yeah, I, I would say that the magic of the fast and or furious movies for me is however dumb they get however outlandish however uh whatever direction they go in the movie is sincere yes there's a there's just a wholesome sincerity to it that is is undeniable and makes it lovable even when they're dragging a safe through mm-hmm. brazil even when it's really fucking dumb yep you lose all any ability you had to suspend disbelief is just gone. You keep it going because like they mean it they really they're having a good time and it that, you know, that sincerity I think carries it. And this is the the first of them where I just felt like maybe they maybe they were checked out a little bit.
0: I think they were I think this is also and just as a, as a sort of note, this one was not written by the 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 gentleman who wrote the last six of them three, four, five six mm-hmm. seven. Uh, and eight, I believe, were written by Chris Morgan, and this one he tapped out on. Um, why? Why? Why did he bail? I don't know, but the rumor is he's back for ten, part one and part two. So Wait, ten like, is going to
1: be broken into two movies. There is a rumor. How yeah. the fuck is that not just ten and eleven? Because I, see I think they want.
0: I think they want to stop at ten, but they want to make two more movies. I, th- I mean, why That's... was the seventh Harry Potter or whatever two? I mean, I know it's longer, but you know.
1: Like I mean, at least that was based on a book, and you had to split the book up into two things. But this wait, this, this was wasn't based material. on a book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I would love to read the novellas of the Fast movies. They have to exist, right? Like that has to be a thing.
1: Uh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs>
0: But like yeah, the the this one felt like it was missing that bit of sincerity. I was I was trying to find the right word, but I think sincerity, sincerity is it that that is sort of like works as the glue to keep all the pieces together.
1: Yeah, the movie the movie enjoys being itself for the most part. Uh, the any of the fast movies. This yeah. is the first one where it's like I feel like they they took um, you know, like the 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 fridge poetry thing. You just yes. you oh, take the all the letters. words and yes. yeah, uh, you get like a, a, a big thing of of words written on magnets you just put them on the fridge and somebody can walk by and arrange them into new sentences Mm -hmm. uh i feel like that's what happened here yeah that's how they built the plot for this even down to the magnets on the cars (laughs) it's just like oh we need a thing well we did one thing where we towed a a a safe behind the cars Mm -hmm. well this time it's we get we want to drag stuff. Well, let's let's do it this way instead. We're going to use magnets.
0: Hey, it it actually fits quite well with your magnetic poetry on a fridge analogy. It's oh, yeah, almost like it's almost like they planned it that way. They also huh, okay. So I don't have a problem with MacGuffins in films. Um, mm-hmm. I have no problem. Actually, it, it might not even be the right term to use here. But the 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 villainous element here: unknown uh, rich kid wants to get Project Ares which is a supercomputer that when a program is launched from a satellite, it can take control of anything that runs on binary.
1: Which is stupid, but fine. Sure. That's, if that's the world that you're living in, if that's how this universe works, whatever. That's A-okay. cool. Yeah, uh, I, I can't I can't expect realism
0: out no, of this movie. I don't no. go
1: in. That's not what I'm there for. Not
0: what I'm, yeah, exactly. But the way that, like, so I think that going back to that sincerity point, like, they 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 talk about it and they do some exposition dumps and they make it very clear that this is dangerous but it actually has no stake on any character around that this thing exists it's like the method <laughs> to get Dom and his brother to fight again after we're watching tons of really uh, too much prequel flashback Terrible ADR with Vin Diesel's voice pitch to be on a younger actor. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I was that what that was? Yeah. Did you notice how it felt a little off? Oh. That's. Listen, I don't know that for sure. I, but
1: I thought it was just the younger actor trying to do Vin Diesel's voice and failing.
0: There were so many moments I noticed where the 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 lip sync was off. So either. It just feels like a Vin Diesel move, like, to yeah. do that, right? Yeah. And, and maybe, yeah. maybe I'm wrong, but I will, I'll go with it. I'll, I'll, I'll start that rumor. Um, just, I, I, I like a movie where there's a connection. Even, for instance, like, the whole at Fast Five, again, one of the best ones, but the one I came in on. The Rock is hunting the team. The team mm-hmm. is the family. We have to protect the family, and by the way, we're going to just get away and rob this terrible person on the way. Like, there's there's something there. Like, every character has a stake. Here, they're all just kind of following Dom and kind of trip and fall into a doomsday device via Kurt Russell, whom I love. I love Kurt Russell very much. He's great in everything. Um, as Mr. Nobody. Um, so, like, there's no connection to anything going on on the bad guy side or the world ending side outside of dom misconstruing his, his brother possibly killing his father in a race the
1: in most of these movies there there's the villainous element and the primary concern is at all costs we must protect the family yes and this time around there's a villainous element and at all costs we must fight my family yeah, it's the exact opposite of what I expected out of one of these movies' plots.
0: And only one. Granted, it's Dom. It's the the patriarch of this family, Mr. Uh, family, Mr. Family. It's Mr. Family to you. Um, Please, Mr. Family is my father. <laughs> call me, call me, Family. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice save. Yeah, the 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 way that everyone just sort of rallies to Dom about this to the point of like. Let's be very clear. Dom has very, I'll use hard air quotes that you can't see, um, emotionally resonant scenes with the son character named Brian, um, Mm. but then leaves Brian with Brian off screen uh, and then goes to have a vendetta against him. He leaves his his blood family and drags his surrogate family to go fight another member of his blood family.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm just and like. Th- there's the yeah. weird stuff of like, um, how, in in what universe could Vin Diesel and John Cena <laughs> come from the same two human beings?
0: But Dave, they had it covered. Uh, Charlize Theron, the cipher, <laughs> says, oh, I never detected a Nordic strain. And then we're like, oh, okay. Thanks. But you I know- don't. It's not nice think them to did, recognize.
1: Like, the casting of the father kind of made it work. Like, he looked enough like yes. the average of those two actors that you can kind of be like, ah, all right, okay, like, yeah. I get it. Or, like, maybe have the mom show up, and the mom is just John Cena in a dress.
0: Like <laughs> Why not? I would, like, even then, like, uh, okay, sure. Yeah, I, although we already do have one of my favorite scenes uh, in <laughs> Actually, this film. Would,
1: sorry, if you... <laughs> What? If you if you had cast the parents as literally uh, uh, Vin Diesel in a mustache and John Cena in a dress, yeah. that would have made everything make more sense. Perfect.
0: Perfect. But well, we already do have, I like uh, Queenie, Helen Mirren's character, the, the mother of, mm, yeah. of, of uh, Shaw, uh, the Shaw family. Uh, I loved that scene. It was, that was like, you know what? You know what's interesting? That's the one scene it looked like Vin Diesel was having fun in. Mm. Every other scene, he's just mean mugging the camera, and I get it. You're now we've gotten into we've gotten beyond superhero. This is mythology at this point. Like there's a literal point if you remember, Dave, when 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 Dom is fighting off uh, twenty faceless guards, and to beat them, he takes his massive arms and pulls on two giant chains, ripping them out of a concrete wall and crumbling a silo. Yeah, which somehow kills everybody but him. He has a flashback. <laughs> he
1: yeah, has a- the flashback saved him. Well, the flashback sustained him. Right. And then somehow uh, uh, Michelle Rodriguez was able to teleport through crumbled concrete and steel. Yep. Yep. Some- somehow. That's her ability uh, and, now. And then, and then, yeah, she's a night crawler. That's yeah. what I get out of this.
0: <laughs> she bamps.
1: Yeah. She uh, bamps down into the water, uh, saves Vin Diesel, and then. Uh, they bamf back. I'm unclear on how that works. I thought it was like, this is a weird time in this movie to kill this character. But yeah. obviously, there's no way a person would survive this. Mm-hmm.
0: Unless and they It really were...
1: felt like that whole thing about we must be invincible, like they were building to something with that, mm. but they were building to nothing. I thought nothing. they were setting up for like someone's going to die here. Yep. Or... This is a mechanism that we're going to use unbreakable style to reveal that that they actually are superheroes and take this to the next level in this uh, 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 street race movie where they're 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 stealing DVD players to uh, heist movie to uh, spy movie to Marvel movie trajectory that they've been on ending in a place where like these are straight up just fucking superhero movies. Because I don't know if you remember Hobbs and Shaw.
0: Which oh, I yes. I, very much. I really
1: enjoyed personally. I did too. Uh, Idris Elba even says I am black Superman. Yeah. They were not shy about this is just a fucking superhero movie now. He, and I, I, you know, to, to, for me, uh, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I would love to see it. Like, you know what? If Vin Diesel is going to yank on chains and collapse a building, then sure make them all superheroes, make it that, uh, they were all experimented on at some point in one of the past <laughs> franchise movies, yes. uh, like, like, cut back to a, th- a thing where they're all, like, being drugged or, you know, bring bring a past villain back. Mr. Do,
0: Nobody d- does it. Maybe he preps yeah, them for yeah. a mission and gives them all injections. I don't you, know. You know what
1: I want? You know what? Here's, here's my pitch. Okay. Uh, it all... <laughs> 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 we, we go through a montage of different moments in the Fast Saga where the different lead characters were were injected with the serum or mm-hmm. whatever it is, and one of those moments is Han as he's slipping away from the burning wreckage of the car, mm-hmm. so that we can revisit that scene one more fucking time. One more. Time I just games. really
0: want to see it. I haven't. I, just, I haven't w- breathed it in yet.
1: I want. I want one more excuse. Just please give me this. I want one more excuse to revisit that moment to show that another thing happened. Mm-hmm. And I want. I want it to be. Maybe even that uh, that moment. Oh, here here we go. He He gains some sort of power through a serum or whatever it is in that moment. And his contact subsequently with all of the characters is what gives them their superhuman abilities. Oh,
0: he's like it's like Fox die. It's like only like good, like from yeah. Metal Gear Solid, like when yeah, you what, come in contact with the person that's like you know has it in their pores or whatever.
1: Which would explain why uh, uh, Gis- uh, Giselle, Giselle, yep, Giselle, yep, Giselle. Uh, why uh, how it was that she died because this she died before that moment, mm-hmm. but so never every, again. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it only, only the one time, but that way we make it so that the entire nexus of the. F- Fast franchise movies is that one fucking moment of that car crash because it keeps coming up. I think we may we, as well make that a thing. That's a nexus event in the Fast movies. I want to lean the Fast so hard all centers on that.
0: I want to lean so hard into that scene as the crux of the entirety of this mm-hmm. franchise that we start yep. phasing through the wall. Like I just I want that moment to just be be the the pinnacle. The, I want
1: it to resonate through time and space and yep. that's what brings Michelle Rodriguez back.
0: And again Yeah,
1: no, no. From it, it like resonates back into uh, what was it? Four. Oh, four. No, she
0: dies in. She's dead in four. She dies in four. She dies in four. Comes
1: back in five. Yeah, it it like I want it to resonate back to that moment in four, to explain how it was that she came back. I like it. She was under. She lifted the car. Uh, no, I don't. It, 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 it resonates through every moment where one of the characters dies in a car crash and brings
0: them all back. And, and whatever company what what actually what company makes this? What, what is this a Warner Brothers? Who is this? I want to look this up because like, I want to believe it's Vin Diesel and his friends. Sure. But what's the distributor? Right. Uh, like who's the, whatever major company, whatever, whatever Disney or Google or Amazon buys Fast and the Furious, this is going to be the moment that brings everything else into the Fast Saga universe will be Han's car crash. I um, would also
1: be completely okay if, uh, in, in this part one, part two, when we, when we have that, that Nexus event moment of, of Han becoming a superhero, mm-hmm. if, um, Somewhere in that movie, maybe in a post-credit sequence, I want it to be revealed that this all takes place in the MCU. It's just there. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to, and I, I, uh, I mean, in the, the fa- uh, Hobbs and Shaw, we had Ryan Reynolds basically playing um, Deadpool. Deadpool.
0: Yeah, just Agent Deadpool. Yeah, um, yeah. This is, and so, so okay. This, I think, it's safe to say that. Dear listener, you can tell that both Dave and I do have an affinity for these movies and, and, and specifically the ridiculous aspects of them. The interesting part about F9 is it, we're, it's now we're no longer laughing with it. I feel like we're laughing a little at it. Like, does that feel real to you, Dave? Like, I, 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 there's something like there's a misstep. We're not balancing <laughs> on that on that delicate line anymore.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a couple things I liked. I didn't hate the uh, flashbacks. I thought that the flashbacks did a good job of uh, counterbalancing the modern tone of these movies with the tone of the earlier movies. Yeah. Because all the flashback stuff, the stakes were around just racing cars. Yes and caring about racing cars and living life a quarter of a mile at a time. Mm-hmm. And even ties into the the lore of the characters from those earlier movies. I think that introducing that uh, Dom had a brother this whole time, it's like, man, they talk so much about family, you'd <laughs> think this would have fucking come up by now. Yep. Uh, bringing Mia back, uh, fine, a little bit hackneyed, but fine. Yeah. But it's it, what annoys me is that she gets no real screen time with Jacob to explore the... the the impact of what that relationship was. So here's two people who hated their brother so much that they never even mentioned him in these other movies. Not once, not one damn time. They, he talked about how his dad died. It was interesting to get to see that play out. Uh, but the brother never mentioned once. So it's like, well, like,
0: yeah, I will even I go know. on – I'll even go uh, – I'll, I'll do the, the – while the, while the flashbacks didn't quite work for me, I will do the, uh, the sort of, uh, I guess, book separating from its cover sort of thing, and I will say I really respected the look of like, how they shot the flashbacks. That felt like they w- – if, if they didn't shoot it on digital – Like, it felt like it could have been film. I doubt they Mm. did. But it felt like there was a definite different treatment to those things to make it feel the way that you've described. It is a a callback and a homage to the tone and the feeling of those first movies. Hell, uh, Jacob is banished by losing a street race because he blew his
1: NOS too soon. Yep. Yep, um, like that was a, a nice callback moment from the first few movies, where every race was won based on when you hit your nos.
0: Yeah, I mean that's how, that's how you street race. That's it. I don't know if there's a if there's another way to do it.
1: No, it's just you. The other guy has to do it first, and yeah. then you do it, and then you win. Yeah. If you if the other guy's already done it, you're good. If he hasn't, then don't do it yet. Yeah. That's that's how you race. That's the fast paradox. Because the whole first movie was just them racing in a straight line. Yeah. Yeah, and then whoever hits the nos button first loses. (laughs) Like I feel like I could keep up with that. Yeah, I I mean I could compete under those circumstances because the thing is, it doesn't matter what car I'm driving because it's not the car; it's the driver. mm -hmm. And mostly, when the driver hits the nos button.
0: Yes, (laughs) yeah. They they leave that out. They leave that out of the quote. It should be continued on to mention (laughs) the nos button. Um, I, I. What else? What else did I like about this movie? I. I couldn't I th- tell you. I thought I liked when they started, like you said, referencing like maybe they're invincible, but then they just dropped that.
1: Yeah, I thought they were teasing something. Some something interesting was going to happen with that, especially with them going to space. Yep. I thought for sure this is building up to some incredible universe convergent. All of the plot threads come together to explain why it is they keep surviving all this crazy shit. Instead, it was just sort of a weird lampshade of like, "Oh, I guess we're invincible," and then they drop it. Yeah, like like poking fun at themselves for surviving everything, and then they just go on to survive everything. It's like, ah, like I suspected that maybe they were queuing it up that one of these characters was going to die and prove that they're not invincible, and maybe yeah. they need to like rethink how they they plan these things because they become too confident. Yeah. I thought maybe it was going to t- teeing them up to have a, a moment of of introspection and and increasing the stakes. Nope. 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 Instead they just went to space. It's and,
0: fine. And they even butter up uh Tyrese in that scene in the beginning when he's fighting off like twenty military uh gentlemen coming at him and he has an AK forty seven in a pit. And I was like and he comes out unscathed and that's what starts the whole idea of like, oh, we're invincible. Mm -hmm. Um, and then again, it just sort of, you know what it feels like? It feels like the Nordic strain line. It feels like the movie trying to get ahead of criticism that it, someone might leverage against it. And then just not doing anything interesting with that pre rebuttal.
1: Yeah. Like it's, it's them escaping criticism rather mm -hmm. than them making a comment about the, the, the medium or the genre. Uh, it, 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 there's two ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a thing about, you know, maybe we're invincible, like we're untouchable, and you know, all this stuff. Uh, there's the unbreakable path, where yep. it turns out that, yep, we really do have powers that maybe all relate back to that car crash with Han in the third movie. Or you can do it like Pulp Fiction, where mm-hmm. it causes the characters to do some kind of crazy, introspective, I'm going to change my path going forward because of this realization. Like we've... We've been so unstoppable. There must be a reason for this. Now I am changed spiritually. You can do either of those two things and have it be interesting. And they mm-hmm. did neither. No. They they did it to uh, let the audience know that like, oh, don't worry. It's you know we're aware. We get it. Yeah.
0: We, we get that. We get that we have now graduated to a point where we have to tell you we know this is dumb.
1: Yeah. It's the it's the cinematic storytelling equivalent of your call is important to us. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's kind of it. and and
1: A plot point will be with you shortly.
0: Yes, if, it, if, if ever at all. Maybe it will happen in the two hours and 20-minute runtime of this. Was it really two hours I and 20 minutes? I think it was pretty damn close to that. I'll, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, wow. two hours, 23 minutes. Pardon me. Um, but again, I mean, people seem to be digging this. Uh, that's lo- fine. I mean, it's, it, it does the things for the most part. It, it does the things. Stuff blows
1: up. He says family. They drink Corona. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, John a, Cena yeah, makes John China Cena. angry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, you know, there's, there's things, there's things from these, there's crazy car stunts, there's things, uh, oh, going back to the John Cena, the family thing, mm-hmm. the, I think the worst offense to me is that the, the entire arc of, of Jacob as a character is his his redemption comes at, as a result of he lost.
0: Yes. Yes. He didn't
1: he didn't learn anything. Nope. He just lost and decided to switch sides. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. He's like, "Oh, well, I lost, I'll help the other guys, you know, yeah. win and that'll be my thing." And and then everybody's just like, "Okay with that."
0: It does the thing. So I th- again, it's it's another thing that the fast movies do that I normally like that this time did not work. This time I think because it was just so truncated. Like Okay, Jason Statham was a villain in 5 6 whatever. Then he doesn't come back to help the group until another like they defeat him, right? Like they, like villains keep coming back to help after they've been fully defeated a movie or two later. Then you're yeah. like, "Oh, cool, the I understood that reference moment where the guy, the person comes back and now their their fates are aligned." This one just did a turn when the Weasley guy betrayed John Cena.
1: When the guy who is always going to betray you finally betrays you, you're instead of like doing something about it, you're like, ah, fuck it, I'm on the other team now. Imagine that at the end of A New Hope, when they blow up the Death Star, Darth Vader radios in, "You know what? I'm with you guys now." Yep. And and uh, Han and Luke are like, "Welcome to the team."
0: Exactly. And then he dro- and then he drops Son right there. He's like, "This is all about family, Son." <laughs> and everyone's like, "Huh?" And then the rest of the movies are worse. I look. I will say, this one is a dent in the armor for me. I will now go in to Fast 10, Part 1 of 9, uh, a little more trepidatious than I did this film.
1: Well, if it's written by
0: uh, Charlie Morgan, then, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm hoping that that will be the case. Um, oh, Chris Morgan. Chris Morgan. Chris, yeah, sorry. That's right. Uh, yeah, no, I hope so too. Uh, and that's. I the... was going to say
1: Charlie Booker at first. Ooh. That's the. That would be an interesting one. Yeah,
0: let's do it. <laughs> let's get him uh, to write it. Just see where that goes. <laughs> and there's apparently like there's another there's going to be another Hobbs and Shaw. There's going to be. Oh, there has to
1: be. I mean, if you if you saw that movie, you know there's going to be another
0: yeah. one. Yeah, I think. It, and if you believe some of the stuff on on Wikipedia, there's also untitled woman led film. Uh, there's a animated series I think coming out at a certain point. Like they're not Are these going not going already to read this?
1: animated feature films. I like, don't know. I yeah. mean,
0: there's enough there's enough uh, CGI here where where it's pretty much there. Though again. The, the the action sequences all look impressive, but there are zero stakes because the film itself decides to reference that they are, they could be invincible and then proceeds to make them invincible without ever commenting on if they're invincible or not. And it just, it, it there's no stakes for the family. There's no stakes at that cookout at the end. Literally, <laughs> they just have corn on there. Um, but I don't know I I again it feels good you actually to be honest Dave your steak analogy at the very beginning of this podcast did quite hit it home for me um it's it's still steak that's it's all it. it's 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 uh no steak steak it's yeah these steaks have this this steak has no steaks it's a steak free steak yeah um. <laughs> uh, complimentary with Corona that is a year old. You know what? I'll even, I'll do one more. I'll do one more sip. We'll see how this goes. So lab-grown steaks. Mm. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, okay. God. Why are you
1: doing this to yourself? Because Why? I wanted to
0: respect the family, Dave. Oh, God. my God. Mm. We're okay. We're fine. Anyway, any last thoughts? Fast nine. Last hot take you got. Anything, or have we said it? Has the family come to its, uh, its inevitable conclusion?
1: i i i I think that this movie seemed more interested in being a movie in a franchise than it did in saying anything at all, yeah, and sometimes that's okay, but what I've always loved about the fast slash furious movies is that each movie feels like they're coming at it uh, from a, a place of like we really wanted to we wanted to get everybody together and do one of these again we're all excited we we wanted a, a script that's at least interesting and fun and we wanted it to be like we just really loved this universe and we wanted to go back and revisit it this time felt like we really loved money <laughs> And we wanted, we know how the whole thing is, we know how the entire saga is going to end. We know what the last movie is going to be, but we know that we, we needed to make another one first, so we did this. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a filler movie. Nothing interesting happens here. Even at the end, when, when it looked like Cypher was going to die, it, it just cuts to her in the, the drone controls. It's yep. like, oh, nope, nope, everybody's okay. Zero stakes, zero consequences.
0: Yeah. And also, where's, I mean, here's the other thing. Where is Mr. Nobody? Do we know? We don't know. He, like, was captured that no one cared anymore. So, like, I don't know. It, 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 And what
1: happened to Scott Eastwood, Mr. Nobody's protege from the previous movie? Oh, yeah. I mean, Scott Eastwood was not great in the movie, but, like, he he was in it.
0: They brought back Bow Wow and What's-His-Head from 3 so they could bring this guy back, like, you know. I don't know. Anyway, this has been the only podcast about the film F9, The Fast Saga. Dave, thank you so much for choosing to live your life a quarter mile at a time with us today. Um, That's about family. Well, actually, speaking of family, where can folks find you and the thing that we are both a part of?
1: you want my home address no i'm on uh (laughs) i'm I'm on i'm on the twitter at d you can you can sometimes see me tweeting there Mm -hmm. um and i if you want to see the thing that i i do all day i I run a company called standard you can find that at standard.tv in your web browser aol keyword standard love it i'm working on a couple of projects that'll bring me back to like making things nothing to announce yet although more podcasts in the future i suspect
0: nice Um,
1: and you can find those podcasts that someday come out on uh, Nebula. go to uh, nebula.app in your web browser. As I've
0: mentioned a few times on this podcast before, uh, Extra Credits has joined the uh, Nebula family. It is all all about family (laughs) through and (laughs) through. Uh, And it is an awesome place uh, to just find great content creators and support them directly because it's a buy creators for creators system. Uh, and it is absolutely lovely. So you should all check that out. Uh, everybody, you can always find my stuff at uh, my website. I, I, mean, I say this every week, Dave. This is my old stuff from like a hundred years ago. But my website, I have one, M A T T H E W K com for my life and works. Also, Skeletor, the number four, P R E Z on Instagram or Emperor MSK on Twitter. Also, please check out the good works we are doing over at Extra Credits, both on YouTube and ad free over on Nebula, if that interests you. My God. Are you, is that in the show notes?
1: Because nobody's going to be able to track all that. Yeah.
0: It's all okay. everyone knows. Okay. I okay. say it real quick. No okay. one wants to hear it. They've heard it so many times. But thank you for, be, thank you for caring.
1: You can find me at <laughs> h-t-t-p <laughs> colon yep. forward slash mm-hmm. a second forward slash. Wait, hold
0: on. Back up. I did backslash. I did backslash. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: twitter, t-w-i-t-t-e-r dot, that's a period, c-o-m forward slash right d w i s k-u-s that's that's s as in sam there we go sorry i should start over it's you should (laughs) yeah really commit to the bit
0: we are all about bit committal here uh i just wish the well i don't know did fast lose the bit committal or did it did it bit commit too much
1: i think it's uh, my my honest to god final thought on this is it's going to be fine yeah these movies are dumb, and that's kind of what I like about them. Yeah, um, it, th- they will uh, they'll continue being dumb, and it's fine. Yeah, agreed. Th- this was this is a filler movie. Vin Diesel has been saying he knows how it's going to end, uh, <laughs> so this this was a filler movie that was like eh, okay, that's fine.
0: And then uh, Dom, we're get to Dom is anointed anointed to godhood. <laughs> uh, at a certain point, I mean, they're teasing it right now. The, the 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 enemy's thing, the the villainous machine, was named Ares. So when the Greek gods come in and Dom challenges Zeus, and wins, then I don't know how you can live your life faster than lightning. So I think that's that's my bet. All right. Um. Anyway, uh, everybody, Shahir will be back next week. We are covering the film Luca. We're catching up on some streaming stuff. Uh, and then who knows after that? You're just going to have to check the Twitters and the things and all that stuff. OnlyMoviePodcast at gmail.com if you want to email us in with your thoughts on Fast 9 or tell us how much you uh, like or hate the franchise in general. The, the, the Fast franchise, not, not the podcast. Uh, if you want to let people know that, you can rate us on iTunes or wherever the other things are with all the stars. Um, Dave, once again, thank you so much. Thank you. And thanks to all the listeners
1: for giving us their time today.
0: That is true. We
1: really appreciate it.
0: Your ears are now your own again. Please enjoy (laughs) them as you see fit, and we will talk at you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.